0: Hi everyone, my name is Miss Yowete, and this is the Money Matters podcast. So today I'm going to be talking about passive income, passive income. Um, And the reason why I'm talking about it is because one of my listeners, I want to believe one of my supporters, requested, you know, that i talk about this so like i've always said if you have any questions anything you want us to address you need help with anything get in touch we'll see what we can do to help so i'm talking about um, um, passive income so first of all we need to identify income different income classes you know so you have what we call the earned income so that's income from your earnings so you work, you have a job maybe you run a small business you get paid at the end of the day that's an earned income you've done something to actually earn the income so you've traded your time to earn that income then um, you have what they call unearned income so it's an income that you did not work for you didn't do anything to get that income of course you've done something but the income you're getting is not as a direct result of work that you've done so it's unearned and under this unearned income you have the passive income so what's a passive income exactly as the name says it does exactly what it says on the tin it's passive that means you're passively earning the income okay and for me that's that's a good that's a good concept you know the bible does tell us though that he that does not walk let him not eat so you might say well that's contrary to the word of god because the bible says if you if you don't walk you shouldn't eat but you've done the work it's just that now that you're no longer doing the work the income is coming in so you do the initial work and after that that's it and i think for me that's that is like the best idea ever that's the best thing to do because if you have those kind of income income avenues guess what you can as they say scale it or you can you can get money coming in which you don't have to worry about and then you can go do your passion what you want to do what you enjoy doing what you were what your purpose in life is you can go and do that because you don't have to worry about surviving about food putting food on the table you know supporting your family providing for your family you don't have all that concerns because you've you've got this other source of income that's coming in and you're not doing anything actively to get the income in. Okay. So the first thing I would like to point out is the fact that we all trade our time for money. That's the reality. We all trade our time for money. So even you might say, oh, well, I'm not trading my time for money. I'm trading my ideas. I'm trading my experience, my expertise for money. But in delivering that, you're spending time. And what people pay you, you know, per time, per measure of time, is will be dependent on the value, the place on what you're offering. So not necessarily what you're worth. A lot of people think they're paid what they're worth no one is paid what they are worth you know the bible tells us that what shall it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul so everything in the world is not worth you your soul you're more valuable than anything and everything in the world so no one's ever going to pay you what you're worth So you need to put that aside. But people will pay you how much, whatever it is you're offering, is worth to them. So the value they place on your time is not what you're worth, but what it's worth to them. And so you find out that the the people that are skilled, the highly skilled people, might not always get the... Highest income. I mean, and I, I'll give you an example. So, for example, in in the UK, you get plumbers earning like a hundred thousand pounds per annum because they're very skilled. If, if if without a plumber, you don't have running water in your homes, you know, you don't have all the conveniences. Basically, your life is different. If you've grown up in a country where you don't have constant water supply you know what I'm talking about Um, yeah so that skill is very important and it's not something that anybody can oh I can go on DIY and learn how to do it and then I will do it because guess what if you do it wrong um, you're not just going to have a small puddle of water in the middle of your house you could damage a whole lot of things So that's a very specialist skill. And because there are not too many of them around, people are willing to pay a bit more to get that skill. On the other hand, in Africa, plumbers are considered artisans and they are paid pennies for their time. So they do, they offer the exact same skill, but they're paid way less. Why? Because a lot of homes don't have that, you know, it's like, for them, it's not that important. If I don't have running water, it's not its not a big deal. I can go to the well or go to the stream, get my water by myself. You know, I don't need you to run water through my house. The government doesn't supply um, water anyway. You have to source your own water yourself. So that, uh, for them, it's not, it's not, that, it's not that great. Uh, sorry, not great. It's not that deep. You know? So they don't value the skill and they don't pay for it, you know. And there's so many other skills like that that when you look at the third world countries, people get paid peanuts. But in, in the developed countries, people are paid well. Why? Because they, the, the, the skills are certified. There are not too many people doing them And they're essential, you know, to the easy life that everyone enjoys, you know. So, I mean, for me, if a a doctor who spent, what, seven, ten years getting the experience is earning as much as a plumber, you know, who probably spent three, four years to learn their skill, they're earning the same. Then it tells me that you know they're of equal value, of course. The doctor is seen, maybe perceived, and as um, a higher value because the work that they provide is like is crucial. it's crucial, is a life and death math matter. Whereas that of a plumber is not, but excuse me, they're earning the same amount of money and they're probably doing the exact same well around about the same number of hours so you're not always going to get what you what you're worth but you get paid what your employer thinks you're well not what they think you're worth but what your services is worth to them so that's that and so because of that you find out that you could be working hard exchanging your time for money but not doing what you really really love because you need to put in the hours to be able to earn the income that you desire and so you need to you know rethink that and you say you need to look for if I'm not going to be paid what I'm worth why am I doing the job so I need to look for something else to help me so that I can go do what I love irrespective of what I'm going to be paid. Because no one's ever paid what they're worth anyway. So you might as well do what you love. But then you've got bills to pay. So you end up doing what pays you the most. Even though you hate it. And so that's where. the re- That's the main reason. Why people look into passive income. And then of course you're looking at the retirement. Aspect of passive income. So you, you when you're retired. You don't really want to be. Um, going in to do a job because you're supposed to be retired you're supposed to be relaxing you're supposed to be um, enjoying the the fruit of your labor and all of that so um yeah so that's what passive income is another another distinction i really want to i want to quickly point out is the difference between a business and a self-employed Business, but two different things. So a lot of people would say, Oh, I have a business, you know, and when you ask them what the business is, they tell you, and you ask them how many hours do they work? Oh, I work 1800 hours a week. You know, you don't have a business. A business is a venture that can exist without you. So if you have to be there to direct people on what to do or even to do the work yourself, even if you're a limited liability company, what you have is not a business, you are self-employed. So there's a massive, massive difference. The reason why I say this is that there's some businesses, a good business is supposed to be a source of a passive income. So if, you, if you've set up the business, you've put everything in place and the income keeps coming without you having to do anything with others doing the work, then that is a good business. And a typical example, a common example that is used is McDonald's, okay? So when the brothers set up McDonald's, they came up with a system. It was so efficient that from order to deliver, was i think about two minutes you know and they set up the layout everything was well thought of and they could deliver the burger so someone would come to the window make an order and the salesperson will go back by within by they don't have to make the food themselves but when they come back they come back with a, a meal that has already been made it wasn't a meal that was made hours and hours ago it was like oh you could almost call it freshly made so they came up with that system and it was brilliant it was amazing and because the system worked they could replicate it so as long as the, the shop owner followed the system everything worked so what did they do they franchised that system And so for every franchise thereof, guess what? They got an income. So they, I mean, I don't know how many McDonald's stores are all over the world, but they got a percentage of that, you know, and it was money that they never had to work for just because somebody was following the system using their logo. Of course, there's another side to the McDonald's business That's a topic for another day. But just focusing on passive income, I'm using that. So a business is a system that runs efficiently without the owner. The keyword being without the owner. So if you're not there and the business is working efficiently and you're you're, you're not running, the profit is not running at a loss, you're able to get an income That is a typical example of a passive income. Now, I do realize that not everyone would be able to, you know, start their own business and run it successfully, you know, immediately to start generating an income. I realize that. So the question is, are there any other passive income? And then what about passive income for people that don't have enough to be able to buy a mcdonald's franchise for example are there any other options and there's so many different 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 things i can't go through any of them but i think the most common one is uh, real estate or property the only job you have to do is find the property ensure that the numbers work get a tenant in there bingo that's it that's the only work you ever have to do the only other time you probably have to do any work is when there's a damage in the property but again if you're running it as a business all of that is outsourced so even finding the property the conveyancing that's getting the 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 process of owning the legal process of owning the property um, managing the day-to-day affairs of the of the property it's all outsourced and every month or however often the tenant pays, you just get that money hits your bank account. You don't ever have to do anything. For me, that is like really, really good. McDonald's is even a bit more complicated because sometimes the owners have to go in and manage and keep an eye. But with property, if you're doing the, the traditional to let you don't have to do anything and there are a lot of um property structures as well that you don't have to do anything and you can see the income but that's just to give you an idea of how that works so the the best what i've by my what i've been told by my my coach and mentor is that the best businesses are the businesses where you are the middleman so you don't hold any stock. You understand. You don't. You don't hold any stock. You don't manufacture. So basically, you you find someone who manufactures the product, and you find someone who wants that product, and you link the two of them together for a fee. Those are the best kind of businesses. But the question is, how can you run those businesses? without getting involved with you you know for it becoming like a passive income okay and so that's where creativity works and there's so many different um, passive income ideas so um this one i would say is not really fully passive it's semi-passive but you have money coming in so you've got things like the vending machines you know you you invest in a vending machine. You put it at a particular location, um, and people go there. They buy what they need to buy. You don't have you don't have to do the active selling. The machine does the selling, but you do have to go collect your money. And sometimes you do have to stock up. But there's some contracts where the vendor, the person that you bought the machine from will stock up for you they will stock up for you you know but you would have to go collect the money yourself so that's where it's semi-passive but at the end of it, that's a good thing and i think with the contactless system a lot of those machines are becoming contactless so even then you don't have to do any work you know because the machines collect the money there's no cash involved you've paid someone to stock up the machines that's it the money just keeps rolling in so if you can get a machine that's wholly contactless there you have it a passive income you don't have to put money in um again the issue is how do you get the machine well research 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 and i would suggest you lease rather than buy so you're not tying down your money um, so you've got the vending machines, and there's so many different variations of the vending machine, which is a good um, um, passive income. The another typical one will be books. So you do the hard work of writing the books. You know, that's it. Once the, once you've written the book and it's published, that's it. You never have to do any work. For every book that you sell, you you get a royalty. Well, depending on how your marketing so if you're going to a publishing house they do all the work and they pay your reality a small percentage comes to you for every book that you've sold if you're self-publishing that's when it becomes a bit more difficult because then you've got to do the marketing you've got to do but again as always you can outsource it so a better way would be for you to go to a good publishing house they do all the work And, of course, they might get you to come and do a few signing, book signing, and maybe come and talk a bit about the book to be able to promote it. Um, But you've written the book, which is the hard work, the money comes in, good source of income. Um, Another source of um, passive income will be selling digital training materials. So, how that works is you do a training and then it's recorded. So you do a training in front of a live audience, which people pay for. So um, you you don't, if you want to, you don't have to charge them full for it because obviously you're using them to serve your purposes. Um, And you don't even have to do the training in front of a class, but just so that it's interactive, um, it's always best to do it in front of students so, you, you, yeah, so you, you record the training and that's it, that's the hard work done and then from there you now have a digi- digital um, product so you can put them on things like mp3 dvds we don't do a lot of dvds anymore but some people still do mp3s or even downloads so every time somebody wants to do that training they just download it you know and you get paid for however long You know, so you could 10, 15, 20 years, however long that training becomes relevant, you do it. Of course, if if there are new regulations and new ways of doing things, you might have to update the training, you know, but that would be the only work. So that's a good passive income. And so let me just quickly run through. um, A few more ideas. I think with that, that's kind of like opened your mind to different things. So there's so many different things that you could do. There's you could get involved in the recycling business. So basically, um, you collect recycled, you collect items that could be recycled and you look for someone who needs those items, you know, and that's that's what you do. So a lot of times what you're doing is you're linking up someone who collects recycled items with someone who needs recycled item and you get a commission so the, the thing and then there's also the affiliate marketing so if you have a website um again if you have a podcast like mine or you have some kind of social media presence um and you're talking about a, a topic that has a product you can refer customers from your website from your Um, platform wherever that is on social media to the manufacturer to the vendor and there's a link that's created so you have your own link and it would say where that referral came from and so you get paid for that and all you've done is you've just set everything up on your website so it's, it's just something embedded on your website which when they click on, takes them directly to the vendor's website and you get paid. You don't have to do anything other than what you're normally doing. Of course, some people will do marketing, but even the marketing is automated. So if you're doing the Facebook ads and the Google ads, um, you go online, you set it up and that's it. Every time your ad runs, Google or Facebook takes a bit of money out of your account you know and that's the that's the so the setting up is the hard work okay then you've got drop shipping business there are three versions of the drop shipping business you can decide which one you want to do some of them are more passive than others so the very first f- version which is which i would not call a business in the first instance one um and number two i would not call it passive is where you advertise on maybe somewhere like ebay or um any website for a product you know how much the product is being sold say maybe in asda or argos you know or all those places where you can get products at for a little bit more than is being sold on the market and so you advertise the, the product the customer buys it um you then go to the store whether asda or agos or wherever buy it and then ship it off to the customer so as you can see you're doing all the work so that i would not call a business number one number two is not passive because you're doing all the work the second version is the Obalo version or maybe even the like the amazon uh fulfilled by amazon business so with the fulfilled by Amazon business the hard work is for you to research the product you find whatever product it is you place an order in China you send it to Amazon's website and that's the most you do and you put it on Amazon and obviously you do your normal marketing again it's automated so you don't really have to do anything and the products get sold Amazon ships those products and you get paid so they take their commission you get the rest of it, you know, you can pay for your stock and the difference is your profit. So that's semi-passive. And the final one is the high ticket drop shipping where similar kind of principle. So and that one is a lot more difficult to set up. So it's a lot more difficult than the low and the fulfillment by Amazon in setting it up. Because you're again same kind of difference, researching high-ticket items where the profit margins are higher, or even smaller, but the actual amount, the markup is a lot. You know, something reasonable. And you, but what you have to do is you have to source the manufacturers, and that's where the hard work is: is sourcing the manufacturers. But once you get the manufacturers, um, you've got your website. direct traffic to your website every time somebody places an order the manufacturer gets to know about it and they ship it off to the customer so the customer pays you you pay the manufacturer and you know the 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 manufacturer ships it off so you don't really get involved and sometimes because the humans and things break you find out that some people might um you know they would need support some people might need support and so you might have to get involved but again as always you can outsource that so you're not doing that yourself so i think once you set up the your business you set up your website you have your links with your supplier the only hard work that you're doing really is checking your bank account and making sure that your systems are working correctly so, and I mean, for the to the um, remember Amazon and the uh, Obalo um, dropshipping, as well as the high ticket dropshipping, they training courses that teach you how to do that. And like I always say, see whether you can get the free version first. Um, learn as much as you can from the free version. If you think it's for you, then go and pay. Do the paid version of it but research, 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 check, review. So don't spend money on business that might not work for you, okay? And then other um, passive income, like what is popularly known as the subscription business. So basically, people pay a small amount of fee. So things like the Uber. I mean, Uber is huge. You know, the guy that set up Uber, is laughing now. But there are other businesses that, almost tend to mirror uber you know that you can get involved in so there's the car hire for example so if you have a vehicle that's maybe 70 percent not in use during the week you put it on these platforms and they set you up for you so that you don't even have to see the, the customer the customer is able to gain access to your vehicle you know and they can take the vehicle drive it away and when they're done they bring it back and you get paid so The only thing you're doing is checking to be sure that there's no damage to your vehicle, you know. Even the booking of it is automated. So they go on on the website, they see your vehicle, they like it, they do all the checking. They can ask you any questions, again, that you can outsource. You don't have to deal with it yourself. And the book, on the day of the booking they come, they pick up the vehicle, you're not getting involved. When they return the vehicle, you don't get involved. They take photos. So you can just check on your, you know, platform to make sure that the photos they've sent does not reveal any new damage to your vehicle or any damage to your vehicle that was not there before they picked it up. And then you probably have to put in a claim if there's a damage. So other than that, there's very, very little work to do. That. That's a good um, business for me. You know, that, that's a good passive passive income. Um, and yeah, there's so many different, different, different um passive income ideas that you could look at Um, but those are like the the popular ones and if you want a list so I suppose we could come up with maybe a hundred passive income ideas Um, if you want a list of that get in touch we can pull something together and send it to you I'm sure at some point I'll probably do a list uh, uh, maybe the 101 passive incomes for money matters or something like that at some point but i haven't done that now but yeah it's something that we can do just listing the different kinds of businesses not going into the detail of how they work so if that's something that you're interested in get in touch with me and we can see what we what we can do to help you um i hope you've enjoyed this episode um and i hope it's helped you think about income a bit differently as well if you have any questions, if you need any help, get in touch. Share, share, share. Subscribe, please subscribe um, to yeah, subscribe to our podcast so that you can be alerted every time we release a new one. We're going to try and do one every Wednesday, so please subscribe and share with your friends, with your family. Don't try and figure out who would this um, podcast help. But just share it anyway. Why? Because the person you're sending it to, it might not be relevant for them. But the person they then send it to, it could be relevant for that person. So don't just assume that oh, this person doesn't have money money issues, so therefore they don't need the podcast. They might not need it, but they might know someone who needs it, who would not normally hear about the podcast unless somebody has told them. So please share subscribe give us good reviews please 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 give give us good reviews um my name is missy and this is the money matters podcast